Well, we set sail for Malahim not one week ago The fact it went wrong won't surprise you to know With a full load of crew and the wind at our backs We put up our feet and we tried to relax The sun, it is shining and the sky, she is blue But in one week from now we'll have lost half the crew and now Malaheim seems so far away And we're running out of time Well, the first one to go was an innocent youth Forced to eat seaweed till he bled from his tooth Well, his passing was quick with no time for goodbye From a wet crap or watch swept a tear from his eye he said there's nothing more could be done for the lads So get back to work, ye layabout scabs And now Malaheim seems so far away And we're running out of time Well, it doesn't get much better from here, I will say The crew, they were shaken, yes, they were afraid and this wasn't held by rare, oh he's the worst And a weaver kept saying this ship should be cursed With a crashing and bashing coming from down below The hawks made their way down with sword and with bow We saw five of the crew and a monstrous beast With hundreds of legs and a mouth full of teeth And as they drew their weapons and jumped into the furore we watched as Blake Grimoire slowly closed the door And now Malaheim seems so far away And we're running out of time And now Malaheim seems so far away and we're running out of time And I'm running out of time The sky is a vivid blue around a midday sun that blazes down on sharp-edged rocks and reefs of the salt coast. Powerful ocean waves rumble and crash against the stones, throwing scatters of spray into the wind, but the air is otherwise strangely quiet. Few gulls frequent this coast, in fact there seems to be precious little life of any kind. Something is moving though. A ship has been visible for some hours, growing from the horizon under full sail, not slowing as it approaches the shore. With a grinding crunch it strikes one of the reefs, tearing a ragged strip from the port side of the hull. Momentum, the wind and surf keep pushing it onwards, listing heavily but still moving rapidly towards the shore. Too fast. When it arrives it will be smashed on the rocks. But the priority of the surviving crew was to get to land. Everyone on deck for fear of the beast below, hatches barred and nailed shut and still barely able to contain its growing strength. Among those on the deck are the four passengers who commissioned this fateful journey along with the captain and a handful of surviving crew, watching as the sharp rocks of this brutal land rush to meet the bow. Welcome to Crudely Drawn Swords, an actual play podcast about adventure, heroism, and the consequences of questionable ethical choices. <laughs> I'm your host and GM, Ben Moxon, and with me are the four players who have brought us so far and through so much. First up, there's Stu. Yes. Hi everyone, uh, my name's Stuart, I play Tristan T. Wild, uh, the Bard, and yes, my Twitter handle is at Tristan underscore T underscore Wild with an E. <laughs> Not instead of an I or a W, but like W-I-L-D-E, so you know, where you would expect it to be. Also, with an E is not part of the actual oh, handle. Yeah, it's not Tristan <laughs> T. Wild with an E. It's just Tristan <laughs> underscore long. T underscore Wild. 
I thought we were going to give like pithy character yeah. descriptions in this bit, not a elongated like yeah. social media networking. No, this, yeah, uh, this is my LinkedIn profile. I've, I've uh, had work experience on Twitter, in... YouTube. Yeah, recently Snapchat. had my 39th birthday. Uh, I have brown hair thinning, uh, uh, a stomach <laughs> which is a little more chubby than I would like. If I'm doing a plank, it really hangs down noticeably. Uh, my biceps are looking doing quite good. I've always had good leg muscles from when I cycled to college um i did an agricultural course and i'm i'm gonna stop this joke so i'm gonna go to bed in 45 minutes <laughs> okay so next up mag who are you and who do you play i honestly don't know how i'm gonna follow Stu with his in-depth analysis of his life choices uh, my name is magnus and i play banbury lutes um he is a teenager to He's not known age, but he's younger considerably than the rest of the Hawks. Uh, he is a rural wizard slash witch, and he is the heart and soul. If, uh, if Enigma, who's been introduced later, is the fist of the Hawks, and Percy is the brains, and Tristan's there, then Barry's the heart. He's the much-loved, charismatic centre. And who are you playing? Gwyn. Um, I'm Gwyn, I'm playing Percival Cleft, the paladin. I'm not sure that he's the brains of the operation as such, but he, I guess, is driving it on forward. <laughs> Moral fibre of the group, how about Moral that? Moral fibre, maybe, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's why the group is so morally constipated. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, Ali, who are you and who do you play? <laughs> I'm Ali and I am an enigma. 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 Um, Enigma is an ordinary everyday thief who uh, grew up on the streets, knows parkour, and is uh, a lot cooler than Tristan. I like the fact that Tristan got a shout out in two other people's descriptions. This win win for me. So, we'll bring the camera around from on shore to on the ship. The four hawks are on board the ghost, which is rushing towards the rocks it's listing heavily to the left and you've got a few seconds before it hits Bambury how many people can that broom carry? One maybe two. What about four? Mm, I can summon some monkeys. Sure. Yes Okay <laughs> I mean, what about all the rest of the crew? Are we just leaving them to die? Yes. <laughs> there we go. Moral decision made. We're here for Hawksman of the Apocalypse. From faraway plains in Simeon cities. Come through the portal and fly, my pretties. So Boundary's going to let loose a magical spell. Um, there is going to be a loud, audible thunder crack in the air. Maybe some ACDC plays out in the background, but we don't have any, uh, any rights to play that. Uh, three monkeys of different sizes are going to come through. Banbury's going to command them to grab one of the hawks each. Uh, one of them is going to grab Enigma and turn into a kind of a backpack, effectively, and start flying her off the ship. Nice. Another one's going to do the same for Tristan. And the third one's going to try and do that to Percy, but Percy's quite heavy. So Banbury's going to get on his witch's broom, uh, try and uh, launch himself off, while also having Percy dangling a bit from the broom and a bit from a monkey who's struggling. Yeah, I'll just basically be like a fat guy on a paraglider with my uh, shins just trailing through the ground, <laughs> unable to get enough lift. What kind of monkeys uh, are uh, they? So ask your question, they are golden lion tamarins. Really, uh, really tiny monkeys. I was thinking maybe, like, I know he's technically an ape, but like, you know, a gorilla. Imagine a flying <laughs> gorilla. <laughs> and they'd just be flying around, like carrying... Uh, carrying uh, a paladin. Yeah. They can barely lift their own body weight as it is. Paladins? That's why they, they, they have to pray all the time. They're like, please, God, let me pick up my incredibly heavy forearms. I've got really bad knees. Has Banbury got his bag of rocks as well? Because that's going to weigh him down. No, Banbury's leaving that. He's keeping his one rock, Jabruce, his best friend and loyal familiar. So, Banbury... Yep. That sounds like you're making two moves in quick succession. Am I? The first being cast a spell. Oh, uh, yeah. And the other being flying yourself. So let's hear about that spell first. Okay, so um, I will cast a spell, which is here. Yeah, that seems to have worked very well. Perfect. 
it would be fair to say that the monkeys this are... monkey's flown to heaven hey hey they're the monkeys and people say they monkey around but they're just big flying monkeys and they're going to get you all to the ground apart from Banbury, who's making his own way and maybe helping Percy. While you do that, Enigma is hanging from a monkey. Damn right I am. Flying from a crashing ship towards a rocky shore. What's she wearing? How does she look? <laughs> She's wearing her monkey flight suit. <laughs> I changed into it quickly. I know we had 30 seconds, but you've got to be quick with these things. I like find a phone box, span round in it. Monkey suit! <laughs> it's actually a monkey suit. It's just like it's just the monkey thinks monkey there's another monkey. With a backpack of a monkey. <laughs> this is the weirdest day of my life. <laughs> I don't think that's true. Enigma's outfit. What, how does she dress? How does she look? Uh, Enigma um, has very fashionable dreads. They're very uh, um, carefully scooped up into a sort of, you know, style like the young people have. Um, she's wearing clothes that could be worn by uh, a poor thief, but with a really good cut and just made from just really nice material. So it's got that kind of edge of looking like um, it's from the streets, but also like it's maybe from a catwalk and really good boots. And really good boots. And some daggers. So whilst hanging from a monkey, what does Tristan look like? <laughs> he looks like monkey nuts. <laughs> Tristan is surprisingly clean cut for someone that's been at sea for three weeks. He has a red doublet with um, puffy shoulders with a white inner trim. His beard is neatly cut. His hair is quite long on top, quite foppish. Um, uh, nice dark, dark red trousers, black knee-high boots, a bow slung across his shoulder and a guitar slung across his back, trusty <laughs> guitar. And um, he's currently on the bow of the ship, or the prow of the ship, holding on to the feet of a monkey. Well, he's on, he's on the monkey. Yeah, well, he's holding on to the feet of the monkey whilst he's also on the, um, the main figurehead, kind of riding the ship into the waves, hoping to jump at the last second. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah, of course, that, that makes perfect sense. Is yeah. this yeah. described as the ape escape? Yes. Oh, his nose is fashionably broken. Uh, has he got the, like, Owen Wilson look? Yeah. He's now got the Owen Wilson look, and <laughs> that's so far, that's okay. How do his hands look? Oh yeah, he doesn't have a little finger on his right hand. <laughs> I remember. So, also hanging from a monkey, possibly hanging from two monkeys, maybe he has a <laughs> monkey on each arm, is uh, the heavily armoured figure of Percival Cleft. So, uh, how does how does Percy look? Yeah, I was debating as to whether he'd be wearing his armour or not, but I guess the, the beast that was below deck that um, we probably spent quite a lot of time fending off would have necessitated getting clad in armour. So yeah, he probably is in big shiny show plate um, and is uh, probably a little weary of fighting off that uh, tardigrade type thing. Um, he's relatively tall, stocky, a little bit older than the others. I guess it's canon at this point that he's got a big handlebar moustache. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks for that, it's true. <laughs> Magnus. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, he generally doesn't really appreciate being on board ships, so he's quite content to be flown off them. <laughs> I thought he was going to say, he genuinely doesn't appreciate the Hawks, so... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a given. That's a given! <laughs> flying given. So, mean, meanwhile, uh, flying alongside and with uncanny dexterity, like, this boy is going to get every golden snitch. No one likes a but snitch. no golden snitch. <laughs> You know what snitches get. <laughs> <laughs> it's Banbury loot. So how does Banbury look? Banbury is um, short for his age. He's in his mid-teens. He has a bald head, which is badly shaven with tufty bits in occasional places. On his head is a what is effectively just a witch's hat, but he has described as a rural wizard's hat. He's wearing a rural wizard's robe, which his mum made him. It's made out of hessian and frequently has been described as a potato sack, but I want for clarity, 
to say it is not a potato sack. It's a potato sack. Yeah, edit that out then. <laughs> <laughs> he's a dirty little urchin. He uh, he doesn't like water. He's quite scared of it. And he's got uh, a little belt. And from the belt hangs a spare sock. And in his sock is half a brick. Um, he's riding on top of uh, his learner's broom. Uh, and he's trying to help the monkey who is struggling a little bit with Percy's considerable weight. All right, so where do these monkeys set everyone down? The coast that you're coming to, there's like a shelf of rock that then extends back from the sea, but it's kind of vertically up a bit, so you can kind of drop people off at any distance inland from there. So how far from where the ship is coming in do you want to land people? Approximately Malahim. <laughs> <laughs> when you say that there's a shelf, you mean there's like a cliff face that the sea borders up to or there's a shelf uh, underneath the water itself so there's like shallows running all the way up to the, the beachhead? There's no beach here. This is like a, almost a platform of rock maybe right, okay. six to eight feet off the level of the sea and so waves come churn up below it okay and the ship is clearly going to hit it collide with it in a way that is not going to be it's not going to be even remotely a ship when that's happened not going to be conducive to survival <laughs> it's, it's not going to be conducive to sailing in future okay at this point we all need to turn around into everyone else on the ship and be like see you later suckers because <laughs> i feel like that's that's how it should go i imagine that my monkeys are going to want to put me down pretty close to the edge um, are there lots of people on the deck still watching us fly off there are five people on the deck oh man uh, including including Iana Tor, the captain. Is there any chance that the monkeys can... I can only summon three monkeys. Yeah, three flying monkeys. Is, is there not um, a lifeboat or anything like that? Or a little raft? That would get smashed up too. There are some boats, but the ship is going too fast. Cantar degrade swim. Well, this is interesting because the creature that you saw below deck seemed quite happy on the land but people were saying it had been in the bilges previously so it might have been happy in the water as well oh it's good as you set down there is this massive rending crunch as the ship collides with the rocks tristan are you actually staying on the bow and then just leaping into the air at the last moment yeah why not so you do that and then there's this like crash and groan and crunch and ropes swinging everywhere and you can hear someone shouting from back on the deck and then your flying monkey puts you down beside the other hawks and you are perhaps 20 meters from where the ship has collided apart from Banbury who can fly pretty much as much as he wants right now oh I was gonna say I'd like to as I leap up I'm going to spin round and give a salute and be like, I'll remember you as people who died in this shipwreck! <laughs> <laughs> I've already lost everyone! And that was, oh, I'll remember you as people who died in the shipwreck! Etoyan, the cook, just gives you the bird. <laughs> oh, nice. I'm like, shame you don't have one as big as my monkey! <laughs> Is there any possibility of saving these people once the, um, the ship's made impact? No, the <laughs> considering that <laughs> i'm considering that now the ship has collided with the land yeah it's kind of a wreck now and people are trying to drag themselves out how long do these monkeys hang around for can we send them back down to pluck other people out mm, probably not long enough to be honest they're a uh, temporary summon can you do it again yeah, yeah i can do it again as this happens you see the decks start to rise up and then drop a bit more and then through this huge gap carved in the side. You see what looks like jelly start to pour out of the side of the ship. Why did we bring all that jelly? You can't <laughs> handle this jelly. Oh, I don't think I'm ready for it. <laughs> the joke should have been, we're not ready for that jelly. That's the one. But come on. Don't worry, I think the tardigrade, I think the tardigrade has died. We'll be all right. The whole side of the hull sort of bursts open and the jelly kind of coalesces into a form. It's clear, more or less. It's fairly translucent and the sun is refracting through it. So it's not that it's hard to see, but it's very much you can see past it as well. And you can actually see a few things floating inside it. Its skin is a kind of 
oleaginous membrane uh, that beams in different colours. It has six appendages that may be legs. They're long and seemingly many-jointed, each tipped with something resembling a hand, but ending in sharp claws as long as your forearm. At the front of the creature, a trunk-like extrusion that may be a head. There are no eyes, but it has a mouth, a wide cylindrical pipe lined with radial teeth. All along its back, tendrils reach and swish in the bright air. It's approximately two stories high. Ooh. Especially considering how many episodes our story's got. <laughs> <laughs> Just it starts hauling itself up the rocks towards you. What do you do? Uh... <laughs> hey, can you can you summon some monkeys to try and get any survivors whilst we deal with this? I mean, I can give it a go. <laughs> our ones will disappear the instant. Bye, monkeys. Thanks that, for the help. Okay. We might see you in 30 seconds. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, Bambri's going to try and summon some more monkeys to try and sift people out of the wreckage. Okay, And then good. assume that the three other hawks are going to do something about the giant gelatinous monster that's heading towards us for nummy treat time. Oh, we are. I don't know how you deal with the giant gelatinous monster. Let's try talking to it's it. jelly, so maybe you need ice cream to go with the jelly. Maybe Tristan can play a smooth, soothing song. <laughs> <laughs> or a smoothing song. Let's iron it. <laughs> yes, ironing jelly, the obvious thing. <laughs> okay, so... So Banbury casts the spell again, but doesn't do it quite as well, probably because he's a little tired. Yeah, he's a little bit spent. What downside uh, are you taking on this intermediate uh, success? I will take minus one to cast going forward. He gets eaten by tardigrade. Gelatinous <laughs> <laughs> tardigrade. Yeah, so the spell still works on intermediate, doesn't it? Because spells still succeed, it's just it's you that suffers the consequence. It does. So, your monkeys appear. What instructions do you give them? Well, firstly, I want to know if they're the same three monkeys, or is this completely different monkeys? Are we getting a kind of pro rata deal here? Are we building a kind of like... Are they on a zero-wise contract? <laughs> yeah. If it's the same three monkeys, then we want to name them going forward. We want them to be part of the Hawks. One of the same three monkeys <gasps> and two new monkeys. Oh. Whose monkey is it? Is it one of the good ones? <laughs> it's the one that was carrying Percy. Oh. Oh. Okay, so the really tired one. Yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. That was good work. That's who I'm Right. We're command them to go search the wreckage for survivors and to get them to to the shore. Okay, the monkeys fly around the creature which lashes out some tendrils at them but doesn't quite catch them. But it seems more interested in you four for some reason. The monkey or the gelatinous cube? <laughs> I can't remember, I wasn't following. Sorry. The beast is right. more interested in you. Oh, I thought we had some well, monkey friends. we are friends. the main characters in fairness, so, you know. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to... I'm going to glance at Percy and I'll be like, Hey, Percy, do you remember the last time we had a massive creature that swallowed things? Are you thinking what I'm thinking? <laughs> and I'm going to start charging towards it, ready to jump into its mouth. Right. No, no, I'm not thinking that. No, no, stop. What? Oh, okay, sorry. It reaches out a huge claw towards you, Tristan. I'm going to dodge to the side. Its arm stretches to get closer. Give me a defy danger on dexterity. I mean, I wasn't that close. You were surprised how long these limbs can become. I was artistically close for the purpose of the story. <laughs> yes, and now you're in danger close for the purpose oh, of the story. Thanks, the story's grateful. They do have oh. long arms. Maybe I should use I am the law. <laughs> yes. Maybe you should. It's possible that house-side jelly monsters <laughs> don't. I think they probably have a certain respect for authority, don't Ooh. they? <laughs> yeah, so how, how do you elude it? I was going to say, as it comes, as the arm comes dashing in, I'm going to duck into a roll, roll under it, and then fall with my boot dagger. I'm just going to try and cut the tendril off. Okay, cool. Give me a damage roll. Oh, this is where I fail horribly because my damage sucks. Eh, average. No, you've hurt it. Ooh, can be hurt. Yeah, you actually cut off. Yes. Your own penis. You cut off this hand-like appendage, and then it just pops up onto its fingertips and runs back towards the body. Can I stamp on it? Yeah, it's bigger than your foot. It's a lot bigger than your foot. Mm. I think you have now attracted the creature's ire. And so it's starting to turn on you and focus oh, in. I'm going to hold my hands up and just back away. <laughs> oh, 
no, sorry, buddy. My mistake. <laughs> Percy, Tristan seems to have angered it, but he also seems to have hurt it. What do you do? That's not soothing it. I said soothe it. Oh. <laughs> um, I guess I will run towards Tristan's defence. I'll stand in defence of Tristan. Oh, okay, cool. I'm already sure how to deal with, like, a big fingery jelly monster <gasps> got an idea that makes sense so it focuses in and do you are you just running in with your shield up like getting tristan behind it yeah that sort of thing okay cool enigma percy's defending tristan what are you going to do well percy said soothe it i have hmm. a sleeping potion so i'm gonna get my nice. sleeping potion from my bag right i'm gonna like yeah. kind of do cool little flips up to it because i'm convinced this is going to be like the winning move and then yeah. just kind of slam dunk <laughs> the uh the sleeping potion bam right on the big gelatinous thing are you going to try to throw it into its mouth or just into its body i'll be honest probably just into its body because i'm not sure really sure the mouth is so obvious okay give me a volley roll has it got like an obvious mouth yeah it has got like this pipe filled with radial teeth (laughs) it doesn't uh so what's a volley roll then what would that be on uh that'd be dex dex good news you're good at dex wow yeah so your potion bottle lands on it and it doesn't smash it just sinks in okay and then you see it starting to change and dissolve. And in a few couple of seconds, it's gone. Now, let's just wait for the magic to happen. No, Gambry. <laughs> I'm just going to stand here watching. Come on. Gambry, make us a load of apples and we'll all just huzz apples at this thing. It might not be female. <laughs> Summon an apple to send a princess to sleep. This isn't a princess. You said you'd make a normal person or monster sleep for a little Ooh. while. Ooh. You're so human-centric. Enigma, Enigma, you use your powers to make it part of your family then it'll be a princess then the spell might work yeah ad- adopt uh, it or marry it or something quick or get the bureaucrats <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, a, I'm a priest I can do a quick ceremony <laughs> quickly okay do it do it now this other claw comes roaring in towards Tristan again Percy you're defending right yep I better just check how that works uh, when you stand in defence of a person item or location and attack roll plus con nice Nine. Okay. So you can redirect an attack, halve the attack's effect or damage, open up the attacker to an ally, or deal damage to the attacker equal to your level. We don't know how tough this thing is yet. Do we? I'm going to redirect an attack from the thing that I defend, which is Tristan, to myself. Onto Bambury. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. So the claw comes straight in towards Tristan, and you, like, get your shield up, get yourself in between it. And roll a d10. Is this a defied danger or just a straight d10? Uh, this is a d10 because this is... Jesus. You've redirected the attack to you. Right. Okay, cool. Take three damage and another three piercing damage as the claws go straight through your shield what? and armour. Okay. So the first three damage I can take off armour? Yes, oh. that's right. And then an additional three that goes through armour. So I'm taking three damage. Okay. The claws just come through. Maybe it just comes through your hmm. shield and stabs your arm. And then it just lunges back. Banbury, your monkeys are currently hopping around on the deck. And you see one of them pick someone up and start lifting them over towards you. What do you do? I'm going to let that sort itself out, frankly. If the if the helper monkeys like help brilliant if the people on the like the ship are like why is there flying monkeys attacking me now my day is going badly enough then that's on them frankly they need to not look the flying monkey in the mouth so because uh... <laughs> they've also got scary ass <laughs> teeth because they're monkeys okay so so you're focusing more on the, on immediate the uh, threat events to, around uh, the hawks to me. Right yeah now. so i'm gonna get there's a definite difference between the 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 fighty hawks and the think hawk uh so yeah. <laughs> um, the Think Hawk is going to back up a bit and I'm going to use the certain realities to try and think. How are you inspecting it? Are you still flying? Are you going to like fly a circuit or something? Uh, yeah, and, I'll fly uh, uh, at a reasonable distance, but I'll give it a long uh, loop around it and try and see if I can see some weaknesses. Just try and ascertain this yeah. is a brand new creature to us. We have no idea what it is, what its weaknesses are, what it's capable of. So I'm just going to have a good hard look at it and see with my little boy genius yeah, brain, cool. um, if I can figure out what here is actually something we ought to be on the lookout for. Cool. 
Okay, give me that wisdom roll. Oh, it's a seven. Of a seven is an intermediate there success. We go. Right. So you get one question. Okay. So what here is valuable to me? What here is in control? <laughs> what here doesn't? Isn't what it appears to be. So I reckon what here is valuable to me is probably the best one. Is it us? <laughs> <laughs> what will reveal this? I'm specifically trying to ascertain how to defeat yeah. this beast. I heard the answer is the power of friendship. <laughs> it was the gold we made along the way. <laughs> the thing you notice is that as you circle round it, its tendrils are reaching out towards you. And it seems to be way more interested in the hawks than any of the other people. So one thing that might be useful to you is that in some way it's sensing magical power and it's interested by that. Okay. But inherently, Enigma's not magical, Tristan has magic bard powers, Percy has magic conveyed on him by his goddess, and I, as a witch... And an immensely powerful magic sword. Ah, yeah, and a massive magic sword. Okay, <laughs> so I'll yell down to the other two to maybe, or the other three, sorry, to move away and kind of draw it out and draw it away from the ship and maybe away from each other. Yeah, you get the idea. It's almost like, particularly to you, it's almost like you see the side of the creature bulge a little towards you as well. Oh, it's getting a bit... Well, that's not nice. <laughs> we'll just fly out, fly out to sea and it'll go back to sea. I mean, I could do that, but I'm not gonna. <laughs> <laughs> that's something that you can definitely judge as you travel around it. So, Ben, quick question. You said it's kind of gelatinous. Is this made of some kind of liquid or is it still solid it is somewhere on the verge of the two Jelly. it's like a viscous liquid rather than a so sword. i will in fact yell out to percy percy use the sword <laughs> you have the power percy banbury is shouting at you what do you do yeah i'll just wave my sword at him like, <laughs> i was never gonna punch it if i'm honest <laughs> you should punch it okay gotcha use the ma- <laughs> Summon the weird power from it, you dick! <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Starting season three pretty harsh and confident. <laughs> He's getting a lot of clips around the ear for that later. If he lands. Yeah. I did roll very high on that flying roll. He might just fly now. He might never touch the ground. Forever. Bambridge's going to spend his entire arrogant, arsy teens on the back of a broom <laughs> at a distance. <laughs> Percy's waving a sword, but he has just protected you, Tristan. What do you do? That swing that he caught looks like it would have really hurt. Okay, well, I'm going to do the only thing I can do when my war brother is in danger. I'm going to draw two arrows from my quiver. Lay them on my bow, and I'm like, again, Percy, stay perfectly still. And with my bow behind his head oh. and an arrow either side of each ear, I'm going to rest my hand on the back of his shoulders to really get the good aim. Oh, set a light to them as well. Loose. Oh, yeah. I'm going to... Oh, I'm going to see if he can put some magic into my arrows. Hey, Percy, somehow put some magic into my arrows. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ear magic. Okay. <laughs> Um, I will wave my hand over the top of the arrow and say, Ooga booga, magic in the arrows. Okay, you should be good to go. Did you want pierced ears? Okay, I'm going to loose both arrows into the branch like more. Okay, cool. Give me that. Oh, yes! <laughs> that has never worked. <laughs> Amazingly, incredibly, almost as, though, almost as though this is the moment he's been waiting for. Yeah. Two arrows fly from Tristan's bow and neither of them hits your head, Percy. <laughs> it's because this time they were, they couldn't hit his head. That's why they were like, well, I guess we've got to hit the target there. Like, the target is roughly the size of a small house, so... Yeah, and they are now magically enhanced. Yeah, I can't yeah, of wait course. to see what these do, do when they land. Okay, so roll your damage. I'm going to sort of whisper, at least shoot your sword at the same time, buddy. Shoot your sword. Three and... <laughs> oh, wait, six. No, you've rolled... You rolled three and two. Damn it, it didn't register until I'd, it was lagged. The arrows fly into its body and you see them break through the membrane of its skin, a little like Enigma's potion did. And then after a while, they kind of sizzle away to nothing. But you see a drop of gelatinous fluid drip from it. So they <gasps> do seem to have hurt it. Guys, we have to burst this thing. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> like a blister. It's true. It's like a big balloon. Maybe we just need to lance it. Like a boil. Enigma. Tristan's managed to shoot it. 
and he's made some effect, but also the other thing is not a huge amount of effect relative to the huge size of it. All right, I've rolled a 13. Yes, and then you rolled a smaller amount of yeah. damage. <laughs> True. So, what are you doing? I don't know if there's much... There's, what else can I throw at it? Daggers. I can throw schmeckles at it. <laughs> schmeckles. No, no not the schmeckles. We're finally the right side of the mountain for the schmeckles to come in. It might be nickel allergy, and that might be the answer, right? It's All just, right. Oh, I've got intolerances, and it just kind of co comes out in hives, and right, then it melts. And it just launches bees at you. Like, God, this is even oh, worse. Oh, God damn it, gelatinous bees. <laughs> and the creature's got, like, a nickel back now and everything's Aww. awful. Okay, I, you can volley nickel at it. You have a bow and arrow. You have rad stilettos. Don't, let's not... And I also have throwing daggers, I realise. You have throwing daggers, which are probably, if anything, better for throwing. That's what I'm thinking. I might, I was seeing if there's something else, you know. I mean, my arrow's dissolved, Enigma. You might not want to throw your only throwing daggers. <laughs> That's also true. I've got three. Ah, uh, we'll buy more in the <laughs> desert with no shops. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to throw some, some daggers at it. Okay, cool. Um, and this is how the hawks walked naked and weaponless <laughs> through the I'm desert. I'm going to throw my pants in it to the shame Tom Jones. It's got a cotton allergy now. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I'm going to give it hazelnut milk and hope it's got a nut allergy. It's like a weird gelatinous Tom Jones. <laughs> which is actually the original Tom Jones. I, I don't feel well after that idea. Okay, so give me that volley roll. Are you using your bow or are you using your daggers? I'm going to go with throwing daggers. Cool. Bam. That's an intermediate success. You can use an extra ammo. You can put yourself in a spot. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do that one. <laughs> or you can lose an extra 1d6 damage. I might just lose the ammo at this point. Okay, and roll your damage. Bam. The dagger sinks into it, and again, you see a little drop of jelly. This dagger, though, it doesn't drive right in. After a moment, it drops out, but it does seem to have done it some harm. Okay. However, it still seems moderately intact. And when you throw the dagger, you seem to get its attention too. And it turns what you might call its head towards you. And then turns really suddenly and starts running towards you. Running? Running as in water? Running as in all six of its hand legs ah! scampering along. It must have a weak spot. Bambury. Yep. Knock its teeth out. It seems to be charging down on Enigma now. What do you do? Okay, um, I'm going to roll before I describe it because uh, that works better for Stu. So I'm going to cast a spell. I'm on minus one. <laughs> um, so 12. I haven't, wow. yeah, so I haven't minus one because I couldn't be bothered. So 12 is the stat. So I get a full success. That That is still a very good so roll. So Bambi's going to fly. So he's um, behind it effectively from where it's charging Enigma and trying to distract it away. So he's going to summon black magic yeah. with his hands and shoot it out at um, this creature. So uh, crinkly black foil uh, like cassette tape spools out from his hands and shoots into uh, the back of the creature's head if it has a yeah. head. Um, I'm going to cast it so it is debilitating and also so it's got piercing too. So it's only half damage due to debilitating so it's only a d4 okay. but the idea with that is it will create an opening basically in the back of the creature's head uh, and weaken it and create an area where we can focus damage. Okay, cool. The back of its head, where only you can get to. <laughs> You've got arrows. Also, it's chasing Enigma now, so as long as Enigma distracts it by running away, yeah, she's very dexterous. The rest of us can... Uh... I'm running very fast. Yeah, okay, so roll your damage. Roll, give me that hot d4. Four out of four. That is a high score. That is some good work. Also, because Banbury is a wicked witch and is the child of fire, when I cast a spell, there's a chance that... Well, it doesn't even say chance. Basically, the spell causes um, the target to, get, to catch fire. So when the foil pierces into the back of this creature, I want it then to glow red and we can physically see into this creature. And then there's kind of an eternal kind of glowing, almost like metal when it's it's heated up in a forge, actually inside the creature. You see the strands of this black magic burst in through its skin and you see them passing through its body and it has these like strands within it and then they start glowing red. 
and after a moment that red glow brightens and then it starts turning dimmer and then it turns green it has this green glow all around where these threads but the threads are still spinning around inside its body percy Mm. it's turned its attention full on to enigma and it seems to have these glowing strands inside its body that Bambri's launched in, but it's starting to charge off following Enigma, who's scampering for it. So what are you going to do? Okay, I am going to charge after it, um, and I am going to take Bambri's advice and use the sword. By the way, Bambri, as soon as we get home, you're grounded. (laughs) Um, I mean, I'm I'm on the broom. Good luck with that. Yep. That's getting locked away until you can learn some manners. Um, I've only ever seen the sword work once it's sucked up some magical energy and it hasn't really been fed any just lately. So I'm going to cast hold a person into it. Okay. And then try to, to slice into it and see if I can discharge any of that to try and sort of slow it in some way. Okay. Roll me that spell first. Okay. It would be great if you rolled badly. Oh, that's no fun. Ooh. I was really <laughs> hoping for a bad roll there. I thought you were supposed to be on our side. No, I want you to have exciting challenges. <laughs> and a bad roll in that specific case would have been theologically hilarious. So, yes, perfect. The sword is held in place in space. What do you do? Oh, the sword is. <laughs> that's not what you want us going for. <laughs> I will try to drag my sword towards it, but I guess it won't move. I go, piss. After a moment, you start to feel that vibration you felt once or twice before. It feels strange. It's not the same as when it's been able to absorb ice magic, but it seems like it can absorb this to some degree. Well, I I guess I will stand there sort of yanking at the sword for a little while until it um, suddenly comes loose and I fall on my arse. It only takes a little moment and then almost like pulling it off a magnet, it kind of unsticks and it can come with you. So are you going to just charge in and stab the beast? Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing that I would have done that as I was running towards yeah. it. Then it suddenly stopped and I yanked um, <laughs> back and went, ah, shit, and then started pulling it. And then it suddenly gave way. And I'm like, whoa, um, and spin 180 and just use that momentum to jab it okay, into the side. Cool. Yanking the sword. Give me a hack and slash roll. Well, lucky for all those pluses. <laughs> Okay, you you exchange damage. So, roll your damage. Okay, so, yes, the sword stabs in. Roll me a d4. Nice. So, (laughs) and you feel that little burst of magic from it. And as you do that, you feel this, like, tendril wrap around you. You. And Tristan, you've shot it. Percy set off after the creature running. And you see him stab it. And then you see this tendril wrap round him and just swing right over and throw him towards the sea. What? What do you do? How far out to sea does it look like he's about to be thrown? Uh, He may only land on the sharp rocks. Cool. I'm... As I see Percy being lifted in the air, and I'm like, no, take me, take me. And I'm going to start boom, hoofing it down into the sea, ripping off my shirt as I go. Honestly, my pecs explode in like this glistening display of heroic muscle. And men, women, children, the tardigrade, even for a few minutes, is like, wow. Look at him go. <laughs> and then I start to like clumsily pull my trousers off as well as I'm running down. I'm like, oh, and I'm going to throw myself in front of Percy to cushion his blow. <laughs> cushion his blow? I like to think that you've got um, got leather swimming trunks on and things. Crudely drawn swords after dark. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to try and, as he's about to hit the rocks, I'm going to crash my body into his so he avoids the rocks. So we both land in the comfortable seaweed that is. Oh, okay. Cushioned. So, our blow in the scene. Well, let's have this dexterity roll and let's see if that's how it works. <laughs> Trips over his own shoelace. Come on, description. Uh, intermediate. I don't fully yeah. get my trousers off. Yeah, I no. <laughs> so, you stumble, hesitate, or flinch. A worse outcome. My muscles don't look as good as I think they do. <laughs> It's very noble of you, but I'm not sure what you were trying to achieve. You you wanted to land... I'm trying to stop you smashing onto the rocks. What, by throwing yourself underneath me so that I land on you landing on rocks? No, I'm doing it into the side of you, so we both Ah, go careening into the sea and you drown instead of dying. (laughs) (laughs) Now, 
Whereas the, the armor would have taken most of the impact of the rocks. Now you're going to drown instead. You're welcome. Percy smashes down on the rocks, goes sliding across, and then off the edge. Tristan comes Whoa. charging in, dives face first along the sharp rocks, tearing up his ripped abs in painful scrapes. Oh no! Breaks his nose! Also goes over the edge, but he has one hand on the edge, a one yes. hand grasping Percy and keeping Percy from falling in the sea. <laughs> I was going to say, that's not an intermediate success, that's a catastrophic failure, but okay. We recovered it at the end. It's the heroic narrow success. Okay, good, good. I'll take that. Bambury, looks like Percy and Tristan are hanging out and Enigma's on the run. What do you do? <laughs> Okay, so I've seen that obviously that Percy's been flung and Tristan's gone running. Um, so I am going to swoop down with some epic aerial navigation and grab Enigma. Now, in a cool world, Banbury would say something like, come with me if you want to live. But uh, Banbury's not that cool. So instead he'd be like, oh, <laughs> grab the bloody broom. And a hop on, I'd be um, like, that was a clean sweep, Banbury. Because <laughs> I'm the action hero here. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Oh yeah, like Banbury is the unfortunate like kid sidekick to these guys. I'm fine with that. Banbury's so, like, nice we... to broom you. <laughs> oh, wait. I think he probably sits there and bristles. <laughs> Yeah, so you're now on Banbury's broom and this creature is charging you down. A brush with death. <laughs> <laughs> this is the good material. Uh, Enigma, <laughs> you're on the broom. What do you do? I guess I hang on to the broom. No, actually, from the broom, I could probably shoot an, an, an arrow, couldn't I? Yeah, That'd you be could, cool. I'd be like, like riding the broom backwards, or maybe even side saddle because I'm a lady. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm just firing off arrows. Yeah, you're like, you're like kind of just leaning round Banbury so you can s still see where you're going. I've got my gangster lean on. I got my gangster. I'd like lean. to point out Banbury is also riding side saddle because he's a boy, <laughs> and that's how you ride a broom. <laughs> Rad. Okay, give me a volley roll. Yes. You have not missed. You are ruling at this. Damn nice. right. Boom. Didn't hit it very <laughs> One much. One damage. <laughs> it dies. Man, that creature is like, I'm not going to mess with these guys. Uh... Your arrow goes straight through it. Like, it goes in, it goes out, it seems to leave no mark at all. Damn it. Yes, even I did more damage than that. It rattles <laughs> along. Percy, you're hanging just above the sea, which keeps sloshing up these rocks and, like, soaking your ankles and legs. Yeah. You're hanging from a Tristan. What do you nice. do? Yeah, I don't know how long that Tristan's going to be able to hold my weight, so I'll look for some um, footholds and things on the cliff and see if I can um, try to yeah. grab my way up. I might even grab the sword and jab it into the cliff if the lock is soft enough. Okay, so I think I think diving the sword into the cliff would be pretty cool. I'm trying. I think it's probably Dex because you've got to like twist round and get it in place. So give me that. Give me that strong dex. Oh, Mark experience. Oh, my beautiful thigh muscles. <laughs> <laughs> Just goes through my leg and into the rock. <laughs> the plus side, you're not falling down into the sea, Tristan. <laughs> so you swing the sword round and <laughs> just, just cut off my other little finger. <laughs> <laughs> you jab it into the rock, and as the sea washes up, the entire rock is coated in ice almost instantly. Nice. And Tristan just slips from the top of the what? rock on the ice. Oh, and now no! he's hanging from you. I'm going to try and crack, catch him. <laughs> he's hanging from you, hanging from the sword stuck in the rock face, <laughs> which is now very slippery. Classic chuckle hawks. <laughs> Tristan, you're now like waist deep in the sea, which is quite cold because it's kind of dropping ice cubes in around you, in your trunks. I mean, I'm only waist deep so i might just let go and walk back to shore i know like when i say waist deep i mean you're hanging waist deep the water's not at your feet that's how much of you is in it how far from the shore am i well this is like maybe a kind of eight ten foot cliff that leads down into the water so there's approximately five or six foot above percy he's hanging off a sword stuck in the rock you're hanging off him 
and you're dangling in the water now because you're much lower down than you were. I really don't understand this shoreline. How is it's there not a cliff? shoreline? It's a cliff. It's always been a cliff. It's, it's never a cliff. been a cliff. Anything but a cliff. But like a, I'm it's so only confused. like a small cliff. So it's like a rocky shore, basically. Okay. But it's very, it's pretty much vertical. And in this case, how far from the shore am I? Or are the waves like crashing against the rock so you couldn't really safely swim? Yeah, well, you're, the waves are crashing against the rock and also you because you're right by the rock. Yeah. So it's like rock, sea, you on that border here. We should yeah. draw this for him. <laughs> well, I'm just going to bunch my... Well, I was going to say I was going to bunch my muscles and leap back up onto the top of the rock. And I, then I was going to realise that I might as well just climb for safety, but regardless, it's a dice roll, so I could describe the when most... When you say you climb for safety, it is coated in ice. It's like climbing up oh, an yeah. ice rink right now. I think I might just look at Percy and be like, uh, how are we going to get out of this one, Percy? I guess maybe you climb up me. Okay, I'm going to use Percy as a kind of a, an un-iced rock face. <laughs> Scramble up him until I get sure footing and then I will hoist Percy back up as well. Amazing. Okay, I like this a lot. So, give me, give me that. Percy, give me a strength roll. Uh, let's hope I do this. Just. <laughs> Tristan, Percy manages to hold it together as you climb up him. So you, you are now like stood on his shoulders. I can probably reach the top from there. You can probably climb in onto the sword, and then it's only a little way to the top. So I might as well just scramble. Yeah, you oh. can kind of scramble up. It's very slippery still, but now you're at the top and Percy's dangling. Well, I was going to say, I'm going to grab the highest, most sturdy handhold I can to the top. It's covered in ice. So that when Percy scrambles up me, he'll be on the top and then I can just hop over the ledge. Okay, cool. It's covered in ice. Yeah, but I found a bit that wasn't... No, no, you didn't. <laughs> I'm not saying it can't happen. What I'm saying is, if Percy's yep. going to climb you, you're going to be holding on to an icy surface and I want you to just bear that cl in mind. climb up and drop a rope down. I guess, okay. I will uh, climb all the way to the top and then I will drop a rope I'll anchor the rope so that he can then... Okay, well, while you do this intricate engineering, Banbury, <laughs> there's a giant jelly-voiced monster chasing you. But I'm just luckily, tying a knot. But luckily, it seems to have... Uh, it seems more interested in you and Enigma than it is... The in Chuckle Brothers. The Chuckle Brothers <laughs> back there. So what are you doing? So are we just flying inland at the moment over a desert? I don't, I, I don't know if you're flying inland or along the coast or out to sea. That's for know. you to tell me. I guess you did land. I guess we're probably going in inland so away from the ship with okay. the crash maybe survivors and away from the chuckle brothers okay cool you are currently moving faster than the creature then we can stop for a rest you just keeping going for a while i'm gonna turn around look at it and then look at enigma um so uh i guess this is where we live now <laughs> <laughs> on this Little broom, you and me. There's room on the broom. off into the sunset. Man, I think I might just jump off into the creature. <laughs> it's, it's the uh, easier option. I mean, two for two. Like, I'm going to say boat journey's not for me. <laughs> I, I'm putting it out there. I've just, I don't know, I don't except like for the them. ending. That was quite a good boat journey for us. <laughs> <laughs> The other guys had all that trouble with weeds and stuff, but like, I, I sort of chilled out, had a couple of cocktails. I was fine. The, end the first bit. journey, a few people died. The second journey, I'm pretty sure everybody on that ship died by us, and I am feeling quite a lot of guilt right now. I mean, the guilt is waylaid a little bit by panic because of... Uh, should we name it? Should we name it? Or does that make it more personal if we I have think, to kill it? I don't know. We don't want to make... We could make friends. Maybe that's the thing. No, I think we'd be on friends. Sally. How about Sally? Sally. Yes. Sally Forth. Okay. <laughs> so, here's the thing. We could just drag it off into the desert and then just turn around and just leave it there. Like, we can outpace it. We don't know what kind of climate it likes, so maybe, like, if it goes into the desert, I mean, you know, it's going to be quite a lot of friction, isn't there? Yeah, also, it's a salt desert. Yeah. I mean, it's probably a sea creature. It might dry out. That's a good plan. As you move away from the sea, it's very white and very flat. From up here, it looks almost like a completely white plain that stretches away in every direction, as far as you can see. It's not the most appealing landscape. Looking back, you can, of course, see the sea and the huge jelly-like monster that's pursuing you. So it's more appealing than that. Which, yeah, and it definitely, definitely beats that. So, while you guys fly on a little, Tristan, you're 
levering up Percy? Well, yeah, I mean, if, if he can't climb up the rope himself, I'll, uh, I'll pull him up. So I think Percy is probably hauling himself up the rope mm-hmm. as you kind of help haul him up, because he's heavy oh, yeah. and also is icy, so it's hard for him to get any purchase. As he gets a little higher, Captain Iyana Tor comes and joins you and helps haul the rope. Uh, finally. And she says, I apologise, that wasn't the landing we anticipated when we set off, um, but we got you to the coast. Um, and, and I'll apologise that we just kind of jumped ship <laughs> and left you all to die on the rocks. <laughs> so call it even. <laughs> And let's get this main man, let's get my main man here, Percy, up, and let's kill that goddamn tardigrade that I'm going to name Hansel. (laughs) (laughs) And that is his name, and I've decided it's a man, and I will have arguments to the death with anyone that says it's named anything else. By the time Percy's hauled up, the creature seems to be fairly far away having vanished in pursuit of Bambri and Enigma. I'm going to start shouting, Hansel, come back! (laughs) Hansel! I'm going to get everyone, come on everyone! And I'm going to start playing a really loud song to try and get its attention. (laughs) No, I will not. (laughs) I was going to say, Bambri and Enigma, how long do you keep leading this away? Don't know, I guess we chat about that in character. So Enigma, what's the plan here as the adult in the situation? Well, I'm guessing it can't have... You know, unlimited energy. I mean, neither do we. How long can you go? (laughs) Long. I realise you're only young, but... uh... (laughs) Do I? I mean, you guys might have to repopulate the desert. I mean, you've made this... You've made what is an uncomfortable ride in a broom because it's a broom and it's pretty uncomfortable to sit on. Uncomfortable for other reasons now, Enigma, if I'm entirely honest. Like, when I get to a... I don't know, like Tristan asked me, like gave me some advice once on stuff like this, but I don't think I'm really ready, if I'm honest. I don't think now's the right time to talk about it. So We're flying on a broom. I want to know how far the broom can go. It's a completely reasonable question. What did you think I was talking about? Well, I, I, I don't know. Definitely not. It's like he's Rude, it's like he's picked <laughs> up that really weird hitchhiker. <laughs> <laughs> It's until I get tired, really, which I imagine is probably the answer in all scenarios. Um, so, okay. it depends. Do I have more stamina than a giant glob monster? Probably no, but we're faster, so I could just loop us around and get us back if you want, but then we lead it back to everyone. Well, it's either we're going we're gonna to run out of power and crash land and we're, we just have to fight it ourselves, or you go back, <laughs> we crash land to get tired and fight them with the others. What's the scenery look like, Ben? What's the weather like? What's the lovely environment that me and Enigma in this brand new wilderness? Sand. (laughs) No, it's not. (laughs) That's it. Salt. It's more salt. It's like a big, flat, pale plain that extends, as far as you can tell, in every direction save for the sea. And the sky. (laughs) No, it it extends into the sky, obviously. That's how the ground (laughs) works. (laughs) Reaches right the way to the sky. You're a long way. You can make out where the ship is, but you've already come probably a mile or so inland, maybe a couple of miles. How's Banbury feeling? I don't know. Shall I make some kind of con check? Yeah, let's make a Defy Danger on con to see whether... Uh-oh. 12. Phew. Yeah, Banbury is feeling <laughs> strong. <laughs> Banbury can fly like this all day, or at least for a few more minutes. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully not a few more minutes if we're a couple of miles in or whatever. Okay, Enigma, so we'll go back yeah i can't see anything else useful around here and back there it's not useful but at least they're meat shields yeah let's let those that we haven't led to their death die so we survive a few more minutes that seems like the moral moral choice back we go right do you want to take a few pot shots i'll take a few pot shots see if we can weaken it i did uh i did try and make some kind of opening in the back of its head but i don't think it's really got a head so i'm not sure how well that works why don't we aim for like it's toothy more yeah, give it a go. Or its legs. Oh, its legs would have been a smart plan. Oh, well, just... Oh, well, he chopped a leg off and it just came back. We'll fly by and we'll cast a couple of uh, arrows and spells into it in the hope. Okay, so you're going to fly round at the same height and just kind of lead it back. Yes. Uh, okay, yeah. cool. But also shoot it as it goes. Okay, so give me that shot, Enigma. So, what are you going to do? Use ammo? Put yourself in a spot? Take less damage? 
how much ammo have I got? I'm down to one ammo. Yes. Yeah, so I'm going to use the ammo. Okay, your last shot. No, no, like, I, that will be <laughs> okay, one now. Okay, leave you so one. So next time is my last shot, potentially. Okay, good. I hope this is worth it. Give me that damage roll. Let's see. That's not bad. The arrow hits the point where Bambury scorched it before because you're a good shot. Yeah. And the creature actually kind of shakes its head and makes some kind of weird sound. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to imagine what sound it would Meow. make. And I thought like a cylindrical mouth might make a sound like a brass instrument. <laughs> 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 yeah, so it makes this kind of sound and it turns towards you and kind of rears up on its back legs and it's now almost as high as you. What do you do, Bambury? Uh, Bambury's going to turn and look at it. He's already weakened it and tried to make a kind of... He's pierced it. So he's going to concentrate. He's going to reach his arm out. Uh, his fingers will start to shiver and his eyes will turn black. Uh, he'll mouth something which doesn't have an audible component and he'll shoot more black magic. So from his hand shoots dark foil that runs through the air, uh, flies and rustles in the wind. It'll go round the back of the monster and enter through the hole that he's created earlier and all of it kind of in a horrible stop animation type of way just kind of crinkles up and pushes its way into the hole. And I took some stuff at previous levels which mean uh, distance don't matter so i'm going to take two different yep. things distance i'm going to do <laughs> distance, it needs to be within range but it i don't have to have a range component as one of the two options so i'm going to have it uh extra d4 yep. damage and i am going to probably should have looked up what one of the other options was um no. i wonder if i do it forcefully inside it if that would be useful i'll give that a go see if i can splatter it everywhere so forceful yep which usually would hit something and send it flying backwards. But if I'm trying to cast it and get inside a wound, we'll see how that works. Uh, and I'll also do an extra D4 okay. damage. Give me the roll. Mark <laughs> experience. Uh, Banbury fails pretty significantly. Despite This is why you always roll before you do the like, nice so description. So Banbury reaches out and he casts this black magic and it zooms round through the hole that he made in the back of the creature's head. And it zooms into there. And then it meets the green threads that are still spinning through its body. And that green light comes crackling back along the lines Ooh. and comes uh, burning oh. into Banbury's hand. And just for a moment, Banbury sees the world from the creature's perspective and everything is disordered and chaotic. And he can see the light source where he is. This like bright glowing light that he knows is him because it's connected and this brighter glowing light beside him and he can see all these strange currents that the creature seems to perceive and while he's doing this the broomstick starts rapidly coming down to the ground yeah i was gonna say i'm pretty sure i crashed at that stage and at that point banbury and enigma bump down onto the salt flats We probably should have done it in A-Team reference. Banbury is Murdoch, Tristan is Face, uh, Enigma is BA, and Percy is Hannibal. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's my TV. I never watched it. You're telling uh, me you've never watched the A-Team? I've never watched the A-Team. Unbelievable. Oh, that's pretty bad. Fine. Okay, BA so... is a princess who often wears a tiara. <laughs> and in a Nothing like me. He doesn't her. want to get a no plane slash yeah. boat at this scenario. And he loves but milk. He, he loves milk. He loves I milk. love hazelnut milk. <gasps> Guys, I'm into hazelnut milk. It's totes the new thing. Um, can I just add, I haven't been able to listen for the last, like, three minutes because my earplugs weren't working, so I've been plugging them in, taking them out, plugging them in, trying to get them to work. And sometimes they would work, and sometimes I didn't get 
get them working. Turns out I didn't have them in my ears. Was the problem? <laughs> okay. Well, when you finished relocating, maybe well. Maybe I'm you back. skip the Gwyn. Oh, no, that? never, never. Hold the moment in the sun. Tom Crabclaw Jones. <laughs> okay, give. Oh wait, no, Crabclaw wasn't the Welsh, was it? Give, give me that. Uh, <laughs> no. That was... no, that was Rear Grande. Rear Grande, the most Welsh of names. <laughs> okay, so give me that bully roll. Are you? You're hanging from a Tristan. What do you do? Nice. Fall. Um... You fool. <laughs> <laughs> Reenact the Lion King. Go on, you know you want to. <laughs> what? Uh, and what, it just lifts me up instead. <laughs> <laughs> like, you, brother. And then you're just going to grab Percy's arms and let him go. Oh, and then there's going to be like so wildebeest, like, but the water equivalent, like seahorses, is just going to run him <laughs> over. Seahorses are about two inches long. This is going to be the slowest feed <laughs> in history. That's what I mean, I they're getting described. up his nose, they're getting in his mouth, he's coughing a bit, he's like trying to paddle them out of the way. Instead of a tiger. Like, it's embarrassing way to go, but. Let's see. I was thinking Tristan could pull you up, but you leave the sword stuck in the rock. Um, and then only the rightful king can pull it out. <laughs> the the only the rightful gelatinous tardigrade can pull it out. That, that'd be ironic. Uh, intermediate. You I don't fully yeah. get my trousers off. Yeah, no. <laughs> but your wang just kind of flops out because you've just, you know, misplaced your pants. I had a dream the other day oh God. where I was doing... I was just stop. Stop. It was stop. like a horror dream, and suddenly this guy was there, and my wang was just there. Everything was out through the fly, and I kind of was like, "Oh shit, zipped up." And he was like, "Guess that's your penis then." Not dissimilar to what me and Ben experienced. And there was this awkward, yeah, don't really know why that was out type moment. It was so weird. And then I woke up. <laughs> Anyway, oh, my... Well, that's going to be a classic after the credits moment. <laughs> it was pretty weird. Um, oh, we just kind of dream. looked at each other and he was like, was was that your penis? And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, it was. Are you uh, sure that's not a memory? It's a bit weird that someone has to ask if that's your penis. He didn't know. Though the balls were out as well. Like, everything was out through the zipper. It was really, like, weirdly mushed up. <laughs> That's not even a hilarious made-up dream. I sort of woke up and was like, huh, that's a weird dream. And it was like this kind of weird, almost old Spanish guy as well. <laughs> it was so weird. And there was a cat, uh, and it was wearing blue underwear. Okay. Oh, she was cute. So, 